the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Sex and religion and... The following I don't know, is an Alcor presentation. Science, everything. Real. It's all on the table today. And, uh, oh, by the way, let's hit on the COVID real quick before we get too far into the show. So the new bivalent vaccine, that's the vaccine that will have the old uh, mRNA to the alpha and delta strains. And it will also have the the new uh, mRNA to the uh, Omicron and the BA2. And uh, by the way, that's it. You will not be able to get the old one this month forward. So we've got to call the Florida shots and get our order put in for the bivalent. Well, I got kicked off of YouTube. Did I tell you that? What happened with YouTube? They said that I violated their COVID policy and that they adhere to the CDC and World Health Organization recommendations. I didn't didn't say anything that wasn't already there from the World Health and the CDC. I don't think. Maybe I did. Do you remember anything last week? No. Did you appeal? I appealed it, and we'll see what happens. And I said, hey, you know, I'm a doctor. I'm board certified. I've got vaccine in the office. I've been I've treated hundreds and hundreds of cases of COVID. I've given thousands of shots. And I would dare say, Ken, that you and I have probably saved tens of thousands of lives by our uh, broadcasting. And I even have uh, uh, patients who say that, you know, Dr. Handelman, you know how many thousands of lives you saved? Well, I didn't do it. It was the vaccine and, and the, the good treatment. But we spread the word, Ken. We did. And we, got, we, were, we were so quick on masks. And we were on the front line of everything. And uh, remember, two years ago, I was uh, two and a half years ago now, I was already telling people uh, on the show with you about the vaccine and and what a miraculous uh, uh, technological achievement that was. And, uh, and, you know, that guy Trump and his, uh, what was it, warp speed or whatever he called it? Yeah, warp speed, yeah. Yeah, he got that through and... uh, you know, do you know the CDC has not officially approved the vaccine yet? It's, <laughs> it's still it's, experimental. It's still under emergency use as an experimental drug. I don't know why. <laughs> That's the way they work. You right. know, they they want to see gazillions of pieces of data, and uh, but what are you going to do? You let it go and and you do what you do. So well, that's probably why it takes so long for a vaccine to get approved in the first place. It usually takes years, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, years and years. It takes years. It sure does. And uh, so th- that that's a big problem, uh, trying to get things through the CDC. And that all happened because of that stupid uh, uh, drug uh, uh, that caused the phycomyelia back in the 60s. Uh, it was a drug that was supposed to help women who couldn't retain a, a pregnancy, keep a pregnancy. They kept having spontaneous miscarriages. And so the drug was used to try to uh, support the uterus and help them out. And actually, the kids that uh, were born who had been exposed to this in utero in the womb, they ended up with uh, these stubby little arms and hands. And uh, it was called phycomyelia. And uh, 
so that that was a big deal, and that kind of changed the whole complexion of the uh, CDC and the FDA when they looked at drugs and how they would handle that. And so that's what happened there, buddy boy. Why well, have I have a, I have a uh, congenital birth defect with my ear from that era, and my mom always blamed that drug. Oh yeah, probably to that too. Yeah, it'll uh, deform different parts of the body, usually appendages like the ears, the arms, the legs, uh, and uh, we won't talk about any other appendages on this show. Because thank of... you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. I don't need a meeting on Monday, Doc. Well, actually, no. Tuesday this week. But <laughs> what did you let him do now? <laughs> so the all right. Body... So we so we got one vaccine now. Just. No more nope. Moderna, and what was the other one? I forget. I can't remember the other one. Pfizer, Moderna, they're both going to make this bivalent vaccine. Uh, of course, you can get the older non-mRNA vaccines, but they still have the lock-on at these two companies. And I think one of their European counterparts has it, too. But the, in the United States, this is it, buddy boy. I mean, Is, you is this a better vaccine? Yes, yes, because it's going to cover the Omicron. And even though the Omicron is not very uh, uh, egregious, it's not very deadly you do get a few people that end up in the hospital and it takes time away from work because you're sick and you gotta you gotta uh, isolate yourself for a week and all that and work what's that <laughs> who's doing that these days i am i'm working buddy i'm here you and me we're on we're on it bud we're on it so guess what this weekend is what's well, labor day yeah you know when this started labor day weekend yeah. Oh, no, I don't. Not a clue. President Grover Cleveland, our only two-term, non-consecutive two-term president, uh, signed this into law in 1894. The movement had started. Of course, Karl Marx had started all of this uh, workers' movement back in the 1840s and 50s. And uh, as it spilled over and, and labor unions formed and and uh, advocacy groups came about, and the eight-hour workday was uh, was pushed for, and I guess eventually implemented. Although my eight-hour day doesn't exist, you know, <laughs> a little longer than eight, is it, Doc? Yeah, and I'm not even considered a laborer. I don't understand that, Ken. You're a manager. I, I'm <laughs> I'm a slave. <laughs> You're salaried. How, how, highly paid slave, but a slave nonetheless, <laughs> which is okay. I tell people I'm easy, but I am not cheap. So <laughs> you can have me. Well, you can have you can have that new shot if you want one. And when are you going to have those? Um, I a month, you said? This month sometime. Yeah. I gotta, we just got the memo from, from the Florida Shots, which is the uh, branch of the Florida Department of Health that deals with immunizations. And that's where we get it from. We... It was a lot of paperwork to fill out to get everything back in the, in the uh, 2020, 2021, when we first started giving these things, you know, and it was it was a lot of work. I mean, I had to fill out paperwork for not only the Florida Department of Health, but also for the CDC. So there, YouTube, take that. <laughs> <laughs> and I filled it all out and I got it. And uh, so we just have to submit our order. I think there's a minimum order of 300 doses, and and we've got you know we've got the minus 80 degree freezer for the Pfizer, but it's really not worth keeping both Pfizer and Moderna. They're basically the same thing, and we've got the minus 20 degree freezer for the Moderna, 
It's running up my electric bill at the office. Yeah, I'm going to read some stakes over and we'll shove them in there for the... Yeah, yeah. Well, if you have something or someone you don't like, <laughs> we can put them in the minus 80 and <laughs> wait till your mood changes and then we'll thaw them out. So... Suspended yeah. animation. That's what I'm hoping for by the time I die. Yeah. So uh, now this uh, Labor Day thing, I guess it's worldwide. I, in Europe, they celebrate what? May Day. May Day. May Day. It sounds like a distress signal. but uh, And, of course, the, the the communists glummed on to May Day. They like that. But oh, the they Euro- have big parades. Yeah, it's a big day over yeah. there. Well, you, well, I mean, the Europeans have been celebrating uh, May Day as a workers' day for centuries. And uh, so we'll let them do that. We won't interfere with that. Now, I don't know what the Chinese celebrate. Do they have a Labor Day over there? Uh, you know, I don't know. I've never heard about one, but they probably do. They probably celebrate May Day, too. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that that's a big deal for them, too. Yeah, for the workers here, for um, yeah, for a communist country, absolutely. Anything to deal with the workers would be a big deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You At least that. on the surface, anyway. Yep. So... Uh, I came across this. I thought this was pretty cool. Uh, there's a, a tool called, um, what's this thing called? Mass surveillance on a budget. It's called Fog Reveal. Have you heard of that? Fog? I have not. What is it? It is a software program that police departments and espionage agencies and tracking uh, companies are, are subscribing to. I don't know how you buy it. It's sold by Virginia-based Fog Data Services actually came out of a couple of uh, members of George Bush II, Homeland Security, and they, they've got this program. And they can track you going back years by your cell phone and where you have visited. And you know how they do it? With the advertisements that you look at on your cell phone. Wow. <laughs> and so they, they can figure out, and they're using it to solve crimes. And, of course, they're going to surveil us the, I don't know what they're going to find out that, you know, that I'm, I'm an old man who's got a radio show and sees a few patients every week. I, that's I don't think they're looking at you, Doc. It's conspiratorial. I'm telling you, <laughs> it is conspiratorial. So this is this is apparently a big deal. And it's uh, helped solve crimes ranging from the murder of a nurse in Arkansas to tracing the movements of, of a potential participant in the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol. I'm still trying to figure out how you can call it an insurrection when nobody was armed. I thought I thought insurrections were armed events. Uh, um, usually, yeah. Usually, okay. Yeah, uh, usually you need some arms if you're going to have an inter. Yeah. And and then Biden is going to talk him into it. <laughs> yeah, you know we're we're insurrecting. What are you doing? Well, we're going to walk into the Capitol building and mill around. <laughs> <laughs> See what see what the House and the Senate are up to. I mean, 40, 50 years ago, you could just walk in and walk around. There was a time when you could just walk up to the White House front door and knock on it, and they'd let you in. I know. And, you know, I remember as a kid, we were walking up and down, even as an adult in the 80s, we were walking up and down the hallways. And uh, the Senate chamber, I stopped and talked to, uh, I forget if it was Fred Thompson or one of the senators who was incoming from Tennessee. He was waiting to be sworn in. And I said, what are you guys doing? He said, oh, I just got elected to the Senate. And uh, they were at the Senate chambers, you know. So I could have just walked in with them. <laughs> <laughs> part, so, part of the family. Yeah. Swear me in, too. <laughs> Not anymore, though. You can't do that. Mm-mm. 
No, things have changed everywhere, unfortunately. Things have changed, yeah. And nine eleven did that more than I think anything else. So. I know those darn insurrectionist Arabs. I don't know what to do about that. But it wasn't really Arabs. It was Muslim extremists, I believe. Mostly Saudis, I guess, really. And Egyptians, too. Yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, it's extremists. we got to get rid of them. Yeah, but I, what I still don't understand and why why nobody ever talks about it is, why did all the Saudi family jump on planes and get out? <laughs> they all took off from, they were all, you know, all the, all the royalty were out in Las Vegas gambling and womanizing. Which of course is uh, is against Islam. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And then they all got on their jet planes and took off the minute the, the buildings came down. Oh well. Yeah. Any rate, so you're being tracked, guy. You're being tracked. What else is new? You, 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 if you're outside, you can pretty much guess you're on camera these days. Yep. And no yes. matter where you are, you're on a camera somewhere. I think. Listen, speaking of of tracking, this is really cool. So, you know, the new guys are coming in this week uh, that I sold the building to, and we're going to co-op my side. You, you've been to the building. You know, it's two sides. There's right. a breakaway, and I, I own the whole thing, and I sold the whole thing to them. Uh, but they want me to stay, and I want to stay, and I want to keep practicing. So they said, well, you can have the backspace. But, hey, by the way, we're probably not going to be that busy. Why don't you just stay over here on our side? That's fine with me. But, you know, trying to clean things up and, and get it ready for them. you got 25 years of collection of medical equipment and junk and paintings and dead dead bodies. And, I mean, it's it's really been – I don't know what to do with all these dead bodies, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> Where do I put them? Hey, mistakes happen. Hey, you know, it, but, you know, the paintings and the, the uh, older equipment and the things that I'm not using, I just put them out by the curb. Bulletin boards, uh, binders. Uh, uh, we had, gosh, probably two dozen uh, tongs, you know, stainless steel tongs and spoons and stuff from when we had the uh, party for the Canadians back in the 2000s. And I set those out. And of course, they're all gone in, in a skinny minute. I so, take the paintings and bring them over to Jeff Bouchard's place. Oh, I called him and asked him when we were moving out of our house if he hadn't, if he'd come over and take a look, and he did. And I said, is any of this of any value? He said, no. <laughs> he took two things. I said, well, what about this? I paid 2500 or $5,000 for this. And he opened up his phone, and there was a dozen of the same <laughs> Like, am I stupid? He said, well, I didn't want to say that, Doc, but. That was the price at the time. That was the, you know, oh, well, what are you going to do? Exactly. <laughs> we had fun. You know, you re- a lot of it's the 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 process. It's it's the the journey. It's the getting there. So you go out and you're looking for a painting to buy, and you run around to different galleries, and you're in different parts of the country, and you're it's you know it's it's a way that the wife and I bonded, and Zeke got involved, and he helped negotiate prices when he was a kid, and so it, it was a fun experience. We had a good time, and if we paid too much, oh well. Too bad. But you got to get rid of it now. It all's got. It's all got to go. It's all got to go. Why don't you have a yard sale? Oh, man, I, I <laughs> Put a price it. on everything. That only I, take about ten or twelve days. I know. I had done that in the past, and I'm at that age and stage where I got enough money. I don't care about making a few hundred bucks sitting out in the heat in the <laughs> for a whole weekend. Just but, put uh, it on the curb. Somebody will grab yeah, it. Yeah, just put it on the curb, and and you know the neighbors. Uh, I figure it's a, like a you know throwing wild animals some meat 
and <laughs> maybe, maybe they won't eat me, you know. <laughs> so kind of placate the neighborhood. We're in a blue collar neighborhood and there's crime. And uh, so keeps people from wanting to break in because they figure out, oh, hell, he'll probably set it out on the curb soon. <laughs> so here's a really cool thing that I came across. You might like this. Um, the, the new group said, hey, Dr. Bill, would you be willing to do um, cardiac clearances on our surgical patients? Because a lot of times they don't have a family doctor or they can't get in to see anybody. And I said, sure. And they said, well, would you be willing to come up to Clearwater? And I'm down in St. Pete, so that's a hike to go up there. You know, that's a 30-minute ride. And uh, I said, sure, I'm glad to do it, but why don't we just do it by telemedicine? They're like, well, how does that work? I said, well, they, they now have, and this is really neat, they now have digital stethoscopes, Ken. So you can hook that stethoscope up to a computer and that comp and, and transmit it over the internet to me at another computer, and I can listen with headphones or whatever, speakers. And so a nurse can be up there, and I can say, all right, um, you know, do you have any chest pain? Do you have any problems? And take a history, and I can do a physical exam remotely. So I can have the nurse put the stethoscope on the neck arteries and listen for abnormal sounds that wouldn't uh, herald some blockage in your arteries going to your brain. I can listen to your heart, your lungs, your belly. Um, I can see your your ankles to see if they're swollen. So I can, for under $500, set up an office and never go there. <laughs> it's pretty cool. You never have to get out of bed in the morning, Doc. I am in bed. <laughs> You're doing the, doing the show from the bed, are you? Okay. I put my green screen on the ceiling. <laughs> oh, God, you're killing me here. Well, that's amazing. It really is. It is. And it's 100 times amplification with this uh, little device. And you can use a little uh, Audio Technica interface that will go. It's a, like, a, you know, the little RCA jacks that, that you have on your uh, – earbuds that goes into your phone or, sure, or, yeah. or tablet. Yeah. So it's, it's just that. So, and there are adapters now that you can take that little RCA jack and you can actually put it into a TRS jack. The TRS is the bigger jack, you know, the, the one that we use for professional work like you and I are doing now. And, uh, and they also have an interface from audio technica where you can just jack it right into a USB and stick the little, RCA jacks into that, and uh, away you go. So it's it's pretty neat. It's Things pretty we can neat. do now. Yeah. The world is changing rapidly, my friend. Yeah, I know. I may never have to go out and see people in person again. Well, that so, would be sad. That For them, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> they missed all your glory. That's right. Well, you, you know, know I'm fascinated with the watch, the, the uh, smart watch that they have now. I, you know, it can take your pulse and everything. Well, I told you I went into atrial fibrillation a couple of months ago, and uh, I went to the hospital, and I, I'm, I'm just going to treat myself being being the manly man that I am. And, you know, I went in, and I'm in the lunchroom, and I said, you know, I'm an AFib to the gang, and there, one of the guys had one of those watches that you put it on, and he actually could project my EKG rhythm to his phone. And so he's holding up, he said, Handelman, you're an AFib. You're at 145 beats a minute. You got to go to the ER. I said, I ain't going to no stinking ER. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm going to take medicine, and if I don't convert back into normal sinus rhythm by Monday, 
then I'll come in and you guys can knock me out and shock me. And they said, okay, but we're worried about you. Yeah, I made it. What are you going to do? Yeah, AFib is pretty controllable, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty controllable. So, uh, and speaking of, of AFib and people aging and all the problems that we have, did you know that the workforce is increasingly populated with people over 65? Did you know that? Seniors, well, co- seniors coming out of retirement? Or, or just even, people just not retiring? Not even retiring, both. But uh, it's projected that by 2030, 72 million adults representing 20% of the U.S. population will be older than 65. And, it, and a lot of those people are going to continue to work. They may have to with inflation and the way it is. Well, yeah, the way it's going. <laughs> Social Absolutely. Security ain't going to cover it. It was never meant to, though. No, but I think it's morphed into, uh, and I, I'm not really opposed to that because most people just don't have the uh, the discipline to save uh, for retirement. They just don't know how to do it. It's it's hard to do. And, and so I think for a lot of the population, rather than have them more people on the street, especially people over 65, because then not only will you have to feed and house them, but you'll have to buy them Depends diapers too. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you, you don't want that. Well, I don't want that. And as long as they're putting into it and they're paying into it, which is what FDR wanted, he's, you know, because the, the, uh, the, the, the communist and his gang there, Wallace and Claude Pepper and Adley Stevenson, they all said, well, this should be funded by the rich. And FDR said, oh, no, you know, people have to uh, have a stake in it or they won't appreciate it, which is common sense. It's like forced savings, really. Yeah, it's a forced savings plan. Yeah. Only, only it's a Ponzi scheme because it doesn't make any money. The only way they get more money is by selling more of the worthless shares to people like you and me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's where Madoff learned his his uh, Ponzi scheme. Did you know? You remember Madoff? Sure, got, absolutely. Yeah. You know, he stole all the, all the money from all the big name actors and business people, and he just kept using the new money coming in to pay off. Uh, what he considered to be dividends to the old people, and he kept a little bit for himself to... Uh, kept uh, a little bit for himself? <laughs> well, he, you know, things are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a 250-foot yacht ain't cheap. No, sir, you'll have to sell a lot of uh, whatever you were selling there. And so uh, the FBI had him, and they were grilling him, Ken. They had him under the lights, and they said, give it up, Madoff. Where'd you learn how to do this? He said, uh, Social Security? <laughs> And so uh, what's going to happen? Well, the dynamics uh, in, the, in the workplace, uh, the older people and, and the problems that they're going to have and, and making sure that the work areas are safe because, you know, you're more likely to trip and fall when you're in your 60s and 70s than you are when you're in your 20s and 30s. So you got a, you got a, a more, more occupational safety uh, concerns that you have to address as the aging population continues to work, because even though we may still be in pretty good shape, we still change physiologically. You know, we can't, we, we can't stop that. Not yet. I mean, we're, we're doing a pretty good job of prolonging life, but most of that is from things like uh, immunizations and antibiotics and blood transfusions, that sort of thing. But, uh, so this is going to be a real challenge. And, uh, course there'll be some prejudice and bias i would think but 
I don't know. Have you experienced anything over at your end? Are they pretty? Of course, I would guess the radio industry is kind of aging in general. That's sort of starting to, I don't know, what do you say, uh, mature? It's, it's matured. Yes. Yeah, it's matured. So there's a lot of older radio people. In this building, you'd be surprised, I think. People who do radio all their lives never want to stop. It's yeah. just it's just in our blood, and we just love it. And, I, you know, pay me what you want. I don't care. I'll do it. Yeah, it is, and it's fun. It's fun it's to do. It's fun, yes. It's just a good, it's just a great way to make a living. You don't make a great living, but it's a great way to make a living. You do all right. If you've been in it long enough, you'll do all right, yeah. You do you'll all keep, right. You'll keep a head, you'll keep a, uh, you know, a roof over your head and everything. So, so can you make in six figures? Many, many people do. Most of them don't. Yeah. And I mean, some, you know, somebody like uh, Dennis Prager, ugh, who uh, is on the air pushing tobacco products. Oh, my God. Oh, his cigars. That's right. He does like his cigars. At any rate, he's making millions a year, but he's syndicated nationally. And that's 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 a very small percentage of the people in the industry. That's Probably one percent. Yeah. Or if that, if that. And yeah. that's like acting, you know, there's probably 50,000 actors, wannabe actors for every one big name successful actor. Yep, there. the others are, you know, parking cars and hanging coats somewhere. Parking cars and pumping gas. Par- that's, the, that's the lyric, that's right. Do you know the way to San Jose? San Jose, exactly. <laughs> Hey, it's time, Doc, it's time for a question before we take a break. What do you think? Oh, my God. This this is for two Dr. Bill, your Radio MD coffee mugs. So listen carefully. The question always deals with something we talked about in the last half hour. So I hope you were paying attention. And the phone number you're going to call is 877-969-8600. That's 877-969-8600. First person to to answer this question correctly will get the uh, two mugs from Doc. And today's question is, well, we talked about this very early on. Doc was suspended this week by what social media type corporation? Who suspended the doc this week for something he allegedly said about COVID? And uh, give us a call. First first person with the correct call at 877-969-8600 will win those two. Dr. Bill, your Radio MD coffee mugs. That's 877-969-8600. Call right now if you know the Social media type company that was uh, that has suspended the doc because of something he said about COVID apparently in the last week or so. So give us a call now if you know the answer. Doc, you ready for some coffee? I am. And by the way, you know who owns Facebook, uh, YouTube? No, I don't, but you just gave the answer. YouTube is owned by Google. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Google owns YouTube. <laughs> All right. Yeah, they so bought that a couple of years answer. ago. <laughs> I gave it away. He gave the answer away, but we'll see who calls first. <laughs> Somebody's already called in anyway, so. That's right. They're already there. <laughs> All right, listen, I'm going to grab a cup of Joe, and I want you guys to behave while I'm, and I'll be right back while I'm gone. You guys, be good. Let's <laughs> see you in a couple minutes, Doc. Here's the latest from the Answer News Center. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Former Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev buried in Moscow Saturday after a ceremony attended by thousands of mourners, but snubbed by Russian President Vladimir Putin. 
The Kremlin's refusal to formally declare a state funeral reflects its uneasiness about the legacy of Gorbachev. He's been venerated worldwide for bringing down the Iron Curtain, but reviled by many at home for the collapse of the Soviet Union. The head of the U.N. nuclear watchdog says the Russian-controlled Zaporizhia nuclear plant in Ukraine has been disconnected from its last external power source, but the facility is still able to run electricity through a reserve line amid sustained shelling in the area. And Chileans are voting today on a new constitution that would change the country dramatically. The old one was established by a military dictatorship 40 years ago. This is SRN News. AM860, The Answer. Listen on our website, theanswertampa.com, on 100.3 FM, W229DJ, Dunedin, by downloading The Answer Tampa app or on TuneIn or Odyssey. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical, located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Full-service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of CanCare, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical, home of CanCare Clinic, offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an in-office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727 384 When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser, doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. My friends at St. Pete MRI and Sleep Diagnostics are your best choice for state-of-the-art MRI, CT, and sleep studies. Quality unsurpassed. 25 years experience makes St. Pete MRI my go-to imaging center. Self-pay rates are competitive and out-of-pocket cost a fraction of a hospital. Conveniently accessible from both sides of the bay at 750 94th Avenue North, St. Pete, near the Gandhi, 727-577-2220, 727-577-2220. The latest from AccuWeather at the top and bottom of the hour, only on AM860, The Answer. For today, sunshine mixing with some clouds. Grab an umbrella just in case a thunderstorm or two this afternoon, the high 92. A thunderstorm around this evening, otherwise partly cloudy, low 79. And Labor Day looks mostly sunny tomorrow, a thunderstorm in spots in the afternoon, high 93. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Ruth O'Brien for AM860, The Answer. Hey, I got a confession. Been losing all momentum. And I'm back. This is Dr. Bill with Ken by my side. We're doing a show. We're on uh, 8.60 a.m. Salem Broadcasting. And uh, what's the uh, nine something or another? 93.7, is that it? Yeah, 93.7 is the FM. It just goes to a small market. But I think they were talking about expanding it. We were on YouTube, and we're still on Facebook and I think Twitter, Twitch, 
Dr. Bill, your radio MD.com and uh, a couple other locations. I'm going to see if I can get on Spotify. I figure if Joe Rogan can do it, hell, I can do it. Absolutely. But it's a little more complex than, than going to the social media sites. You got to get an RSS feed and this and that, and I'll figure it out. But, uh, well, nobody had the correct answer today, Doc. Before we get that name out, I got to tell you that. No, nobody won. Nobody won? Nobody had the correct answer. They were guessing well, everything else Facebook, <laughs> Twitter. And I even gave it and away. You even gave it away, I know, but they were already calling, I guess. Oh, they were already dead. But it was well, YouTube you know, that was the answer we were looking for. Ken, here's the thing this is why you can't have old people doing this because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they give away the answer. <laughs> That didn't seem to help this time, though, Doc. So it did. the one time that I blow it, and nobody gets it. <laughs> they were all calling already. They they just had the wrong answers. They thought you were knocked off Facebook or something. Well, not Facebook. They love me on Facebook, but YouTube. But you, see, we, we we I tell you, you got you got to be here for the beginning of the show because you never know where I'm going to grab that that uh, question from. So you know, I did get kicked off of Facebook, and I appealed it uh, a couple of years ago, and they've left me alone ever since. I sent my CV in and all the research and what I was doing and, you know, that I was a doctor and a nice guy and I like people and I don't want to see anybody die. And they said, oh, okay, you're, you're okay. You know, and I love Joe Biden and I love inflation. And <laughs> I'm one of you guys. I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, it seems so, to work. You got to try the same thing with YouTube here. Well, YouTube, I think that since it's owned by Google, you they got a whole different thing. You get a thousand characters, so you within a thousand letters, you have to tell them the bottom line, and then they'll look at it. and And I guess they've got some kid out of graduate school or at, in college that's comes in on the weekends and looks at it to see if it's woke enough or not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw on the news where uh, this. Uh, teacher was trying to sneak in socio-communist teachings into a Catholic school, private school, Trinity School up in New York somewhere. And, uh, of course, the Fox News and the, the conservatives are making a big deal out of it. Like, what are you talking about? That, Ken, you were raised Catholic. Yes, sir. I mean, communism was what the uh, what the nuns believed in. They, and they were always preaching that. Not, not communism in terms of uh, dictatorship, but we're all the same and we should share and nobody should own anything and, and give of yourself. And it was like first century Christianity. Baby. Look out for your fellow man. Yeah. And if you make him, if you cheat, I got a paddle here. I'm going <laughs> to take, take this thing <laughs> and I want to make sure you don't cheat no more. <laughs> well, and you know what? Poor Jimmy Jewell. I mean, uh, they, they got after me that I wasn't defending myself when I was in the third and fourth grade. And so the, you know, the men all sat down with me and said, look, you know, Jesus was uh, a different story because he had a whole bunch of people surrounding him that loved him. And But, Bill, you don't. you got to defend yourself. you got to fight back. They don't like you. So then I started beating the crap out of kids on the playground. Yeah, Jesus had a posse, so, you know. Yeah, he had, yeah, he had a big posse. Yeah. And I didn't have anything, so I had to defend myself. But so did you learn to box or something? Did you do? Uh, did you take it seriously? Yeah, beat the crap out of people. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Jewell gave me a hard time in line one day, and I reached around, punched him in the nose. He was bleeding like a stuck pig. Oh my God! I went to the principal's office for that. 
<clears throat> so poor Jimmy. He actually became an OBGYN. Nice guy. <laughs> so uh, at any rate, the idea that uh, somehow there's something new going on with teachers is is really, I, I think, I mean, I don't agree with trying to get kids to uh, accept this woke theory and all that. I, I do think that we should have open discourse and discussion, but uh, the, the outrage at uh, a grade school or high school teacher in a Catholic school teaching this kind of socialist uh, stuff is nothing new. It's nothing new. We went through that when we were in, in Catholic grade school and high school. And you got to remember now, the brothers and the nuns and the priests, uh, they all lived communally. That's right. And they were, and they all took vows of poverty, and they didn't own anything. And, uh, you know, everything was owned by the diocese or by the order, you know, the nunly order or the priestly order. You're right. It does sound like a commune. It's communism. I mean, first century Christianity was communism without a dictator. That's what it was. And uh, the, you know what else was founded on that basis was Alcoholics Anonymous. They were founded on the exact same basis as first century Christianity. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah. That was uh, Dr. Bob and Bill W. So Bill W. Okay. Bill Wilson. He, was, uh, he, he and Dr. Bob were two drunks. Bob was a surgeon in Ohio. They started that whole thing, I think, in Akron, Ohio. Um, and it came out of some older societies that had been formed that, that were based on Christianity. And, and uh, Bill W. morphed into more of a Buddhist, I think, by the time he had died. I think he was probably manic depressive and self-treating. But back then, we didn't have anything for that, you know, back in the 30s and 40s when they, when they were uh, developing that. So now we've got better medication. And speaking of... Uh, of making yourself healthier and happier and how to live longer and, and not get demented. Do you know how to do that, Ken? Um, listen to your doctor. You, you don't do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I do. Some, well, you can't pick and choose. <laughs> it's a package deal. Well, you, you just know? can't tell a, somebody has been smoking for 30 years and say, you can stop. It doesn't well, work like that. Ken. You can't go buy a new car and say, listen, leave that door handle off. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. So physical activity, which I've talked about before. Sure. Uh, 30 minutes, and it has to be aerobic. you got to sweat. Last time I jogged, Nixon was president, but go ahead. <laughs> um, eating healthy, which is something that you're always talking about. You think I talk a lot about it, but I don't actually do it. Yeah. You know, it's not what you eat. It's how much you eat. So eating healthy means eat less. And like I tell my patients, if it tastes good, if it tastes sweet or salty, spit it out. It's not good for you. I have cut nope. down on my fast food. Yeah. And that, that listen, how are you going to get people away from fast food? I mean, that's an addiction, guy. That is an addiction. And I'm, I'm guilty as anybody else. Although I don't eat meat, I'll still eat French fries and junk food like that. Don't smoke, of course. Drink less alcohol. Well, I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> See, even a good doctor has trouble following his own advice. Well, I've done the research. Remember a few shows back I talked about yeah. uh, the research that showed that if you drink moderately, you're less likely That's to become right. demented. I figure, yeah. well, if you drink moderately and you're less likely, if you drink a lot, you're even less, less likely. <laughs> so, 
And then you got to stay mentally and socially active, work crossword puzzles, go out with your boyfriends and girlfriends, go to games, watch movies with people, talk, and take control of your health. I have no idea what that means, but it sounds really good. And so uh, these are these are the things to keep you from getting demented. What are we talking about? I forgot. <laughs> you don't want to just sit there and watch TV. No. Uh, you want to do something that's going to make you stretch. And uh, so then I was cruising uh, Global Times, which is the Chinese, uh, the official international newspaper of the Chinese Communist Party. And you know what they they surmise? This is from one of their uh, researchers, uh, economists over there. He said the U.S. is the biggest winner amid world energy chaos because as the Russians uh, – choke down the pipelines to Europe for gas, guess where the Europeans are coming to get gas? Well, the U.S. That's right, and they're getting the, uh, the, uh, the what is it, the compressed propane, right. yes. whatever, whatever it is we're selling. And we've got, much, we got a whole bunch of that stuff. Liquefied natural gas. That's what they call it, yeah. That's what they call it. Now, we can't burn it here because it might pollute the atmosphere, but the Europeans are allowed to burn it. Apparently, their atmosphere is different than ours. So. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it looks like uh, Siemens, uh, the big German uh, manufacturer, tech firm, so on and so forth, they're in a fight with the uh, with the uh, the big uh, gas company Nord Stream pipeline that the Russians have, and uh, I guess they were affecting some repairs, and one of the big pipelines was shut down, and now the Russians are saying, well. We don't think it's ready to open up yet. By the way, you're not being very nice to us. You're beating up on us in the Ukraine and, and helping those Nazi fascist Ukrainians and, and, and never Trumpers or Trumpers, not never Trumpers, but never, never Bidens or whatever we are. What are we? Never semi, Putins. Never Putin. We're semi-fascist. Is that what we are? I don't know what I am anymore. I, I don't know either. <laughs> So the liquid natural gas is coming from the United States and flowing to Europe. We're making money on it. T. Boone Pickens is getting richer even though he's been dead for two years. You think we'd be laying a pipeline right now to take care of that? You know, he was the one who pushed all that back in the 80s. He said, let's get off coal and go to uh, natural gas. Yeah. And uh, he got really rich. By the way, my next-door neighbors, uh, when I was living inside the club, they went to a, a party at his house in, in Texas, in North Texas, on the Oklahoma border. They said he was a nice guy. Well, he sure, when look. you're that rich, you can, you're always happy. Yeah. Well, plus he was active. Yeah. He was an extremely active man into his 90s, I think. He so was quite a character. He was. When he was on television, he was entertaining. Yes, he was. He spoke and, his mind. And a smart guy, too. Okay, so here we go now with what are the biggest concerns of Americans today? What do you think? The latest polls. Uh, well, inflation, of course. Inflation. Gas, the price of gasoline. Price of everything, of course. That's all kind of built in there with inflation. After inflation? The affordability of health care. Oh, okay, sure. There. And that, that is a real concern. And, you know, I had said when the Republicans got control of the House and the Senate and the White House back in what, 16 and 17, I said, if you guys don't do something about health care, you're not going to win the next election. It just has to be done. 
And you might say, well, do we want socialized medicine? I don't want socialized medicine, Ken, but people want affordable health care. And uh, are we morphing into that? Well, I guess if you consider the HMO sort of the, uh, the capitalist form of socialized medicine, we are, but not everybody can afford uh, 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 HMO health care either. Well, I think and, people are more upset with the price of drugs. I mean, when well, you look at what they did with the, with insulin, I mean, what was the price of insulin 10 years ago, and what oh, is it today? Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. But, you know, it's all being made overseas. So, and then the, the companies have to bring it in, and uh, they have to, uh, well, I don't know if it's all being made overseas. I guess Lily still makes some here. But uh, the, the cost of, of making it's gone up, and, uh, of course, the companies want profit. And they have to deal with these pharmacy benefit managers and negotiate. And, uh, yeah, but it it does seem extremely unfair. I mean, I remember when doxycycline was like a nickel a pill, and then it ran up to, I don't know, $5 a pill. For doxycycline, it's been around for 50 years. What happened? What happened? Well, it's probably a number of things. Uh, Regulations, uh, legal actions, uh, the cost of production, uh, the the uh, supply chain lines and all those things play into it. But I think you're right. The, the cost of, of medications has to come down. Remember, though, Ken, that 99% of the medications are generic now, and they're dirt cheap, relatively speaking. It's only the, the newer drugs that everybody wants, like the, uh, the uh, glucagon-like uh, peptides uh, for, for diabetes, uh, for type 2 diabetes, and the recombinant, uh, medications and the monoclonal antibodies and all those things, which are being popularized by television ads as well as by the medical community, who is really glimming onto some of these things because they're they're miracle drugs, they're miraculous. You know, I've been taking that uh, monoclonal antibody Amavig for a few years now for my migraine headaches, and my God, that has really helped. And I wouldn't wish migraines on anybody, not even Saddam Hussein, not even Putin. Wow, I know, I know. I know a, a couple of friends of mine who have migraines on occasion. They are just completely wiped out by them when they get one. Yeah, it's very debilitating, you know. And it's, I mean, you can't imagine what a feeling it is to be driving to work and be so sick that you have to pull over off the side of the road and get out and throw up. It's just, it's it's uh, it's indescribable. Um, but well, I've had that experience, but I've usually been drinking. So well. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not the same. <laughs> You're making me cough. <laughs> I was very young. <laughs> very young at the time. All right, then along comes violent crime and gun violence. These things seem to get people upset. And I'm surprised at this. 51% say they're worried about the federal budget deficit. Oh, I'm incredibly worried about it. Yeah. I what mean, is it now? What, what, where are we at? $30 trillion? Something like that. Um I hope nobody calls in the loans. I gotta say, somebody's gonna pay that bill someday. Well, maybe, but remember, um, we've got other things of there. So they lend us money, and and we keep the economies of the world going. And then they come over here and buy some of our stuff, uh, you know, our land and our buildings and all that. And so if they get too uppity, we'll just take it away from. Them. But thirty trillion—that's a lot of money, there, Doc. That's a lot. That's that's more than walking around money. Yes, that's it is. So, number six down on the chain is climate change. Only forty-two percent of the population is uh, sees it as a big problem. So, 
I'm, I'm surprised. I would have thought that with all the ranting and raving on the left that they would have uh, had that up there. So, so what is the left? Why are they pushing climate change when inflation is the bigger concern? If you want to get reelected, I'd suggest that you address inflation. But uh, I think that people, as we get closer to the midterm, they're going to start scratching their heads and saying, you know, what do I care if Trump has a box full of empty envelopes that say top secret? Who cares? And what, what are the secrets anyway? The codes to the, uh, to the pantry at the White House kitchen? I mean, I, <laughs> you know, what, what are they, what is it that they're looking for? I mean, if it's, if it's classified, well, somebody knows what it is. So it's already known. So it's, it's not classified. It's cl- declassified. It's already been seen by Trump or some of his people. I, I don't get it. So at any rate, people are not really concerned about that. They're going to be worried about inflation, affordability of health care. And uh, if the Republicans will address those things, They'll win in the midterm, and they'll win the presidency regardless of, of who's running in 24. When it comes right down to it, people vote their pocketbook. They vote their pocketbooks, and they vote local. Yes. So, but uh, you would you would really be surprised to see this. Uh, their, their concerns are not what I thought they would be. I mean, I thought inflation for sure, and health care I thought would be up there, but then I thought, well, as much as they're screaming about the climate, I thought the climate would be a big deal, but it doesn't seem to be that big of a deal. No, it's not showing up on anybody's front door yet, so they're not worried well, about the it. the polar bears are upset, they, their voting block is voting with the Democrats because apparently their ice caps are melting up there and they have to go mm. into, yeah, they got to go into Juno and, and Nome and rummage around in the garbage to get something to eat. They can't get seals. I say just... Throw some seals out. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Head to the zoo. Head to the aquarium. Grab a seal. Throw it out there. I mean, there are (laughs) seals everywhere. There's even seals at the Audubon Zoo in New Orleans. They have a whole seal pond. Well, they don't need them down there. What do you do with seals in New Orleans? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, but it makes a great, I think it's a good song title, though. Uh, I think that I think they put it in the gumbo when they run out of. Is uh, that what it is? <laughs> I've always wondered what's in there. <laughs> now you know seal meat, <laughs> seal blubber. Yeah. So uh, these are the concerns of, of folks, uh, according to this poll, anyway. And uh, oh, by the way, did you hear California? Not only are they asking people who own electric cars not to charge them. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Buy an electric car, but don't charge it. Well, now they don't want you. To, they want you to buy them. Yeah, no more gas cars. What after twenty thirty in in California? Yeah, and now they're having rolling blackouts, and they're asking people in the state to cut back on their energy usage. Yeah, which means, uh, you know, it's ninety degrees out, uh, but please turn off your air conditioner. You, <laughs> you know that ain't going to happen. No, it's not. Do you? Did you know that that? Uh, now this is just what. California buys. They buy 25% of their electricity from surrounding states. They own uh, power plants in surrounding states. They won't put them in their own state. (laughs) They don't want it in their state. And then they're running out of electricity. And, uh, well, of course, you know, some of the states around them that are selling them say, you know, we're kind of low. We're going to have to increase our prices. (laughs) Uh, I mean, that's supply and demand, my friend. What are you going to do? 
25% of their energy is bought from other states. And uh, you know who the biggest exporters are of energy? Pennsylvania and Alabama. Get out. Really? I had no idea. And Illinois is up there, too. They they sell a lot of energy. Well, yeah, they still have a lot of nuclear power plants in Illinois. Yeah, yeah. And so who is it that's saying we shouldn't have nuclear power plants? I want to get that person and then choke the life out of them. Do you know who that is? I'm, I'm not sure, but um, he's wrong, whoever they are. They are. We need they, more. We need more nuclear or, power or plants. Less. And the, there's dozens of, of nuclear power plants that are built, but that the government for some reason decided that we shouldn't uh, we shouldn't uh, crank them up and put the nuclear material in there. There's one on Watts Bar Reservoir. Huge, brand new. It's been there for 30 years and uh, 40 years, and it's never been used. It's never been used. Well, that's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. No, there's, we need more of them. I like the idea. They've made them smaller now, too, so you don't need uh, you know, the big ones that uh, you see when you're driving around the country. But uh, I guess these are much smaller, much more compact, and uh, provide less, less electricity but to a more targeted area. Yeah, and uh, you know they're basically just a little jet engine uh, that's run by steam. Uh, so instead of uh, the turbines turning as you go through the air, the turbines are turned by uh, the steam created by the heat from the nuclear reaction, and that turns uh, a generator and generates electricity. And you can put those things in cities of fifty thousand or a hundred thousand and run the whole thing. Yeah, I was talking. I was talking with this attorney down in Turks and Caicos. And he was touting what a great life they had. He said, it takes me five minutes to walk to work. Uh, we don't pay any taxes. There's no death taxes because all of their income is from sales tax. And, of course, two-thirds of that's going to be tourism. Mm-hmm. And he said, and you know, if I want to go to a ball game, I'd jump on a plane. In 45 minutes, I'm in Miami, and I can spend the weekend. And I don't have to deal with, uh, with Americans all the time. <laughs> <laughs> He said the only thing we're lacking is we need the uh, we need the nuclear power plant out of a decommissioned nuclear submarine, and we'll be able to create our own electricity for the whole island. I thought that was you know that's pretty not bad. Pretty, yeah. yeah, that's pretty intuitive. Yeah. Doc, we got so, about a minute left here. I know you want to, what, what else do we want to talk about today? Well, um, I don't know what else to talk about. Let's just talk about the office. So we're. We're still going to be at the office, even though I sold the building. I'm, I'm not leaving, and we've still got the COVID vaccine. We've got all the diagnostics. Of course, we've got the cardiology uh, portion of the practice, and we do minor surgery and general internal medicine, and we even take care of people with one ear. So, it's well, a, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> what? <laughs> we are we are the people who say what? That's right. What? So Sorry, seven, huh? What? Three eight four six four one one seven two seven three eight four six four one one. How much time? Thirty seconds. You got anything you want to say to everybody, Ken? I know you're 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 loving and concerned. Just so. that I love you so much, Doc. And I love you too, Ken. And I love the audience. I love all you guys out there. And listen, you idiots. <laughs> get, get the question right, especially when I give it away to That's you. That's right. <laughs> all right, Doc. About ten seconds. I'm Doctor Bill, your radio MD, and I'm out of here. Thank you for listening to Dr. Bill, your radio MD. 
Join Dr. Bill every Sunday morning at 9 for more insight, information, provocation, and fun. Dr. Bill Handelman practices in St. Petersburg, Florida at Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic, 6399 38th Avenue North. For your convenience, telemedicine appointments are available. Call his office today at 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. Or visit his website at cancareclinic. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.